0: This is Going Beyond Salvation, Season 3, Episode 22, and this is your host, Jess Robinson. We're continuing on. We're not really going to spend a lot of time in Joshua, um, but I usually say that and then we end up running longer. But to continue on in the book of Joshua... And in sixteen through eighteen, they're going through the allotments of of the tribes. What has happened is there was tribes that had already gotten their allotment, but there was still others that hadn't gotten their allotment. And so we're starting into the the areas that don't have their allotment. And you notice over and over that, uh, in several instances that the The Israelites don't drive out the Canaanites, and which you know when if you look into the law, what they were supposed to do when they took over the land was they were to annihilate those Canaanite tribes. They weren't to make an agreement with them. They weren't even to be in the same area. Because the Lord knew they would be ensnared. And and we can get in that as, as believers, we're that way too. Where the Lord tells us something to do. Or, you know, we're, we're saved. But there's just things, you know, in our lives that strongholds in our lives that we won't let up on. You know there are believers out there that that accept the, as Jesus Jesus as their Lord and Savior, and that's it. They go and live their life however they want to live, and expect to get the same blessings as somebody who you know has this deep relationship with the Lord. And that's just not how it is. And we'll see. That because of their disobedience, that the Canaanites, you know, become a stronghold. And, and they get ensnared in in the worship practices of the Canaanites and, and struggle with idolatry. And which this idolatry leads to so many other sins that they just become depraved. And we're going to see that in the next book of Judges, how you know, depraved, it gets and where it culminates. And so we see that in, in the book of Joshua and that they're not, and, and you see some of them, they're complaining because they think that the Canaanites are too strong. And I know that there are believers out there that believe that they're stronghold that, you know, they might have not been delivered from, is too strong, you know, that it's never going to leave them. And that's just a big lie of the enemy that he tries to put that there's just no, that you won't have any relief from, from that stronghold. And, and that is just always going to be with you, which is not true because the blood of Jesus, you know, breaks all bondages. And, and so there's, you know, when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you know, His blood covers you and you're made new and you may be struggling, but the Lord is your strength and He's going to help you to, to get over that. And He's going to, you know, give you the wisdom and what you need to do. And so that's just my encouragement is, we shouldn't even mingle with these strongholds if we're still mingling with them. You know, that's my challenge to you as you're listening to this podcast that, and the Lord will let you know, and you know, that's just what's so great about the Lord. We don't have to figure it out for ourselves. The Lord lets us know what, what stronghold is in our lives and you just have to ask him and he, you know, when you ask him, he's going to tell you, he's not going to just give you you know, little bits and pieces, he's going to tell you, you know, flatly what it is, what the problem is. And so that's just something that we can hold on to in this. And, and so that's just really what really stuck out to me with these allotments and, and that, and, and we see Joshua was being obedient, but at this point he was getting older and and the lord was essentially saying your race is done and so get everybody else to start going after these allotments on their own and i think in a way joshua could have intervened but we don't know maybe the lord spoke to him that he was to step back we don't know so that's essentially what i wanted to talk about in joshua And so, we're going to take a quick break and jump into Psalm 49. We're going to actually combine Psalm 49 with Proverbs today. So, we're we're back and we're in Psalm 49. And essentially, Psalm 49... I just love it because in verse five, it says, why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches? No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay and it just continues on we know you know the gist of it is that without God you know it's it's foolish it's foolishness and and when we pursue the wrong things the material things it just leads to death you know and and that those who are foolish, those who are wicked, that do not live unrepentant, or that do live unrepentant, is how I should say, and and they don't seek after God, they harden their heart towards God. They're gonna end up dying and perishing. And we see that in in the book of Proverbs, you know, and I like how you know, in Psalm 49 say it's, you know, like sheep, they're destined for the grave. And and yes, our, mate- our our physical bodies are destined for the grave, but our spiritual bodies, when we have Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we have this relationship with the Lord, we have that hope of our soul being in eternity in heaven and not in hell, but when you see those that who are unrepentant, and they they pursue after the things that, like I like to say, they're gonna burn in the fire. They're not, you know, heavenly treasures. They're, you know, they're destined for the grave. They're destined to fall. And we see, even with with proverbs, you know, in thirteen, fourteen, and fifteen, that you know, there there's punishment for those who lack judgment, there's, you know, the mouth of a fool invites ruin, and that, you know, there's just ruin in that area, where, you know, wise men store up knowledge, wisdom is found on the lips of the discerning, and so, essentially, without God, you know, you know, it's only only through god is there life only through god is is the hope of of eternal life nothing else you know this this world is going to tell us that you know find your own truth and live on your own truth and that's not true because there's only one truth and that's jesus and he's the only you know person And all the religions out there, which this is not just a religion, this is relationship. Jesus is the only one that claimed to be truth. You know, uh, most other people that are considered these religious figures, essentially, you know, they said they were seeking truth, but they never claimed to be truth. And Jesus is the only one that claims to be truth. And so that's just something that we really need to cling on to is that Jesus is truth and only through him will we find life. And and we look at those who are evil around us. We look around today and what is going on. And I think people are getting a wake up call that there's something more, you know, spiritually and they're starting to seek after it and, and hunger it. And that's just something that as, as the church, we need to go out, the body of Christ, we need to go out and meet that need. This is the time for the harvest. And and there needs to be harvesters. And, and so, this is just the prime time. So that's just what I, I saw with Psalm and Proverbs. So we're going to take a break and, and jump into Luke. So we go into Luke and we come into the story about the crippled woman healed on the Sabbath. And we've talked about in the law about those that were considered unclean. And that they had to live separately from, you know, they had to live in and out of the town or in Jesus's time. They actually only could come out in the evenings uh, those who were lepers that were considered unclean. However, this woman's not considered unclean. Because she's in a synagogue. All that was going on was she was crippled. Which that's something as the church. the As the body of Christ. You know, we get so focused on these other infirmities in, in people. And that, you know, it's the the little things like arthritis or or something you know we we just say oh you know poor thing and yeah we're praying for you but you're really not and it's just something that we need to watch out as as the body of Christ because we see this woman she was crippled and and had this infirmity which in in spiritual warfare i just want to say you know there is a thing called a spirit of infirmity and some of the evangelists and, and people that i've listened to have noticed it does happen in churches in the body of christ and we see this is in in the synagogue which was a place of of teaching for the jewish people for the israelites and what it was in that you know when we think about the spirit of infirmity it does happen in churches. Um you know, some of the, the stories I've been told is like one pastor he he noticed that all of a sudden the because the, the his church was blossoming all of a sudden there were several kids, you know, several girls in, in the youth group that were getting pregnant as teenagers and he was just noticing little things and and that there was marriages failing because you know men had failed morally and you know just different little things and so he went into the church one evening and he was sitting up the Lord had him sit up in this one area and as he was kind of praying he heard like the sound of of like somebody limping on the floor and he noticed that was a spirit of infirmity and so he prayed against that and you know prayed over his church and all of a sudden that spirit left and he noticed that things began to change that there was marriages being restored that the youth group was starting to grow again and it was just an attack of the enemy but there's also you know spirit of infirmity physically as we see with this woman and and sometimes as the body of Christ we go well that's just the normal process of life like for example arthritis you know as people get older yes there is that chance of arthritis I don't claim it in my life and you know we just have to start praying when people do have arthritis and because God wants to heal them of that, heal them of of arthritis, and see, and they were so religious in their heart that these religious leaders, these Pharisees, they were like, you know, you know, leave the healing for the the six days for work. They considered healing work instead of of it being an act of God. They saw it as work because they were so stuck on tradition, that they, whenever there was a move of God, that they were hindering that. And we have to be careful of that in, in churches, because we can actually um, stifle the, the, the Holy Spirit from working in in the church, because we get so stuck on that well, this service has to be done right at 12 p.m. You know, no no less and no more. And, you know, the coffee has to be this way. And it gets very, very religious, especially, you know, like right now, people are like, oh, we got to get back going. And it's like, you know, we'll start bringing... You know, as the body of Christ will start bringing things back up as, as the Lord has us do, but maybe the Lord wants us to do new things because he wants to move in new ways. And I think, you know, this whole COVID-19, as I've said in previous podcasts, this is the Lord wanting to move it. He didn't cause COVID-19, but he's wanting to use his time to awaken and, and do a new thing in in people, and so we see that with this woman and she's healed, and Jesus's response, you know, it it causes them to be humiliated because people are like in awe and wonder, and he continues on into the parable of the mustard seed and the yeast, which you know, mustard seed. If you've ever seen, you can Google mustard seed, especially those that are in Israel and yeah, their seeds are really tiny. And so you go, what the, you know, and, and so these seeds, they're tiny, but comes out of them this, this plant and it turns into a tree that birds can nestle in. And that's how our faith can be, you know, and even the kingdom of God, it starts off with the sea, but it expands and we are seeing the gospel and the kingdom of God expanding. And sometimes it's just a little seed being planted, um, in, in a place. And, you know, for example, I, you know, I'm thinking of the end of the spear, which is a true story about a missionary who was killed by these tribesmen but later on you know they were trying to reach to him with the gospel and you know reach to them with the gospel and and later on the wife of this missionary later returns to this tribe and and leads this tribe and it was a seed that was planted and that gospel spread to these tribes, and so it just starts off that way, and it's included like yeast. Now, usually yeast is, is seen as a form of sin, but he uses yeast because, yes, yeast expands, and it spreads, and so it's the gospel is being spread, and there are going to be people that are going to try to hinder that because we live in a world that is in conflict with God, You know, because there's, there's sin and and there's the enemy at work and it's in conflict to what God wants to do, but God is in control. He's on the throne and essentially the enemy, what he's trying to do is buy time that he doesn't have anymore. And so that's just something that we can rejoice in is that this gospel is spreading no matter what the enemy is trying to do and then finally in in there's the narrow door, and the narrow door is essentially saying, and as I was talking about there's only life through God, there's only one way, and it seems narrow because yes, it involves faith in in Jesus and you know nothing else. But faith in Jesus and accepting Him as as our Lord and Savior. And it's easy, but for many it's a narrow door. And why is is the the path of destruction? Because, you know, we look in this world today and essentially, yes, they're telling you, you make your own truth. But your own truth leads to a path of destruction unless it's founded on Jesus. And that's, you know essentially what it is and so you know that's just something that we need to stand on is that Jesus is the only way and there are many that are walking to destruction and you know I just challenge you to let the Lord help you to see the lostness in people and he will he he will do that as he gains trust in you and, and you quiet your mind and begin to observe all around you. And so that is essentially what I wanted to talk about for this podcast today. So for the next podcast, we're going to go into Joshua chapter 19 and chapter 20. And then we're going to read Psalm 50 verses 1 through 6, but we're not going to go over Psalm 50 yet. In in fact, probably Psalm 50 will be its own separate podcast because of, maybe, we'll see um, as we go along. It'll probably be in in the other podcast. It'll just be a long time, or a longer one, a longer segment. We're going to talk about Proverbs 10 verses 16 through 18. And then Luke chapter 13, verse 31 through chapter 14, verse 24. And so I'm going to end in a prayer. And I just want to say thank you, Lord Jesus, for who you are, Lord. And that, Lord, we can worship you. Lord, we know that you are the only way, the only truth, and the only life that we can receive. in. And, and Lord, we just thank you for the hope of eternity, eternity that we have in you today. Lord, I just pray for any who are struggling with strongholds, Lord. I pray that, Lord, that you would lift these strongholds off of them in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray, God, that those who are struggling with infirmities, with physical infirmities, Lord, that by Jesus' stripes we are healed and that, Lord, we just pray that healing over them right now. In the name of Jesus, we claim it, we receive it. In the name of Jesus and that, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to work in our lives. And Lord, help us to see the lostness around us, Lord, and to open our our eyes to, to those that you need us to reach so that you may be glorified and honored. And we just thank you and give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great day, you guys. Mm-hmm.